Welcome to the number one Star Wars podcast. No, what's the name of this podcast again? Oh, oh. The greatest Star Wars podcast in the world. The greatest Star Wars podcast in the world. No, fucking what I'm doing. <laughs> everyone this is the something podcast something greatest greatest star wars podcast in the world i you know i actually considered changing that name but whatever uh we are here today with uh, gotta roll with it now yeah johnny grasso what up uh we got katie katie hey <laughs> who was supposed to be on the last podcast but you know well you saw you heard her kind of in the outtakes and jared Hello. Oh, Katie, what is your uh, Twitter? I mean, it'll be in the show notes or whatever they call it, but uh, tell the people, what is your uh, Twitter handle, whatever you want to call it? Um, it's this ginger underscore KT. This ginger underscore KT. Is that is the KT for KT? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And uh, everyone knows Johnny Grasso, but what, what is your uh, Twitter name, Johnny Grasso? Johnny underscore Grasso one four and Johnny spelt with an H J O H N N Y underscore Grasso G R A S S O one four. And uh, what is your oh here the complex one, Jared? <laughs> people people See, still don't know why why I, I grew up in the Southwest. Joaquin is not difficult for me. It's Joaquin slowly. It is uh, J O A Q U I N slowly. At, uh, and it's at uh, Twitter. So last week's, po- oh, not last week's, it was what, two weeks ago we had a podcast? Yeah. Uh, past, hugely two. popular. We had so many new subscribers, I think two. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know how to read the feeds. Sub- I don't know how to do, I don't know what any of it means. I don't know how many viewers, I mean, listeners we have. I also posted on YouTube and I posted, like, there's all these ways that you can get it. And I can't read all the numbers. I'm just like, look, we either have a thousand listeners or we have two. I'm not sure I don't know how to read the numbers, the feed numbers. You've at least got Richie, so. We got Richie, yeah. At least Richie, and he emailed us. We're going to read that. We got Jared. That's true. I do subscribe. Yep. I cheat. I cheat. Johnny also, I think. Johnny, I hope you subscribe to this podcast. I, I don't even know the name anymore. Oh, and greatest something blah blah. We should really shorten the name just to the greatest. I thought Why Johnny legally like had to subscribe to every podcast. Yeah. What yeah. The f- <laughs> Wait a minute. This is the only podcast you don't listen to. What is that? And it's on the queue. Katie, are you subscribed to this podcast? I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So no. the name is pretty ironic. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest Star Wars podcast in the world that no one subscribes to, including the people on it. Uh, I wanted to talk, first of all, I was not going to talk about this, but I really want to talk about this whole trailer talk that's been happening today because it's happening today. And this is right now yes. we're recording on the 13th of October. This will be out on the 14th of October. By then, everything may have changed. But I really I, I want to touch on something and then I'm going to let you guys you know run with whatever you want to say. Uh, because Anthony Bresnikan, uh, or how do they pronounce his name? Bresnikan? Entertainment Weekly writer. Right. Very talented guy. Very talented guy and very believable. Like everyone, when he says something, you believe it. Well, he's uh, yeah, a really nice guy too. Because he said something and I, we will touch on that. But, you know, I see this thing. Thing, and I don't want to take credit away from anyone or whatever. And that's why Jared and I covered this 
a month ago on a podcast and we credited the person who mentioned first the possibility of it coming out right around the time of the pre-sales. And that was right, the 19th. That was I remember. That was yeah, Jason I, I, Ward. Yeah, I was just on um this is madness with him a moment ago. Yeah. Um yep. And we said and he said it on Force Friday. Credit goes to whoever or whomever, you know, Star Wars 7 News or whoever said it. You know, great, you posted on your website, but you also said I might be wrong. You know, Jason Ward didn't say anything different, but he said it a month earlier. So I just want to at least if we're going to start saying like oh, all credit goes to them, well then all credit goes to Jason because he said it first and he said it a month earlier. I just want to say we cited our source. Uh, there is evidence of it and you know we're here to confirm that it was said. So and he didn't make a big deal of it because that's I don't know like I think Jason just doesn't really want to cover it. I haven't heard the podcast that you guys just did with him. It came up but uh, no he uh, I, I think he doesn't want to speculate too much on it. You know, yeah. We talked more about whether or not it's necessary for Star Wars fans. Because Star Wars fans already are going to go see the movie and they don't right. need it right now. I, I actually well, agree with that on some level, but Johnny, go ahead. On, on the date itself, I, I remember a while ago when Jason mentioned it and, you know, just in summation, if you had to pick a date just based on when trailers come out for most movies and then, uh, you know, it's usually about six to eight weeks out, which this would be. Yeah. Uh, as well as, you know, ticket sales go the 19th. So, you know, Disney's all about getting their $4 billion back. So if you had to pick a day to drop a trailer, you know, you want to get the fan base excited and you want to get them to go out or get online and purchase tickets, you, you drop the trailer right, right. on that weekend. So there, there was no, there was nothing brave in making this prediction by anyone, including Jason, and that's why he didn't even bother with it. So, like, he didn't go make a big thing. He didn't post it on his website or anything like that. But he did talk about it publicly in a Twitch stream that anyone could have been viewing at the time on Force Friday. You know, like, I already seen people throwing around, like, oh, these guys got it right. Um, everyone was already talking about it before you posted an article about it. Again, I'm not trying to take credit away from these guys. I'm just saying everyone was already talking about it. This is not like when people were trying to predict the first teaser or the second, or what was going to happen at San Diego Comic-Con, or at D23, which again, Anthony did tell people that there wouldn't be a trailer at those, and he was right about uh, what was going to happen at those events, uh, where other people were speculating differently. So we can trust him. He tweeted something, and it was kind of cute, you know, it was a BB7, BB, BB7, BB8, where he was saying like, oh, I, uh, my assistant is set aside Monday. Well, we know that tickets are being ordered on Monday. He didn't, he was kind of evasive about you know what that meant and that's kind of i don't know like somebody else was saying that that's what he does well he doesn't really play coy like that not not in that way if he knew something so what i think is maybe he's heard that something is happening this weekend and he was just covering his base saying like hey i've set aside monday for it because i i'm hearing something i think that's a lot more likely than this idea that it's com definitely coming out on 19 and he heard it because i think if he heard that he would tell us that yeah i mean anthony Bresenham. Look, I mean, very talented writer. He definitely has, you know, a couple people at Lucasfilms that are looking out for him. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean everything the man says is gospel. But I mean, if he were to come out, and this is my other point that I made today was he doesn't work on a fan site. And I'm not taking anything away from fan sites. I ran one myself for several years. He has an employer. Okay, he doesn't run the site himself. He has an employer. Why would he play coy with the most important news on the damn internet? Why would he do that? Well, I think you're onto something with the implication that it's uh, about the tickets more than anything. Because the next tweet he has that isn't 
a response to someone two hours after the little you know little animated animation with uh with BB-8 is him saying the nice thing about Twitter is nobody ever gets carried away. Yeah. If that's not a direct reference to everyone expounding that original tweet to say that means the trailer's gonna drop, exactly. you know, like then I don't know what was, and that doesn't mean it's not coming Monday. Doesn't mean it's not coming Friday. You know, like I feel like he is is pretty trustworthy. I mean, in addition to writing the the article and and getting the interviews, you know, he was the person who they selected to do the J.J. Abrams panel at Celebration, yeah. and he he has a clearly has a good relationship through Entertainment Weekly with Lucasfilm, but that's why I don't think he would be spouting off. Cryptic exactly. nonsense. Exactly. He'd be, he'd be, it'd be, an, it'd be an official story on the Entertainment Weekly website from them saying this is what our sources say. If if they felt comfortable saying that, I don't think he's, I don't think he's screwing with fans. I, th- I think people are reading too much into it, yep. and we're all desperate for information. And, and last week he said he didn't, he did not know about this trailer. Yeah, and he, he, and he also said, I promise. He said, I promise, I will tell you when I know. I think Johnny's right that he's not, you know, he's he's not Lucasfilm, and he's not saying that. He knows, so yeah. I, I think every, everybody's jumping the gun a little bit because yeah. we're all excited. And exactly, I, I get it. If we have to wait another two weeks, like you'll still be like excited, right? I'll be excited no matter what. I feel like if anything, it's gonna come out on a Thursday because it always seems like stuff comes out on Thursdays, and it's always when I'm at school too. So it's like, <laughs> damn it. There was talk within kind of like whatever circles that it was going to drop on either the 1st or the 2nd or the 15th or the 16th. And for a while, that's been the talk, like for a long time. So when the date of the 19th came up, I think a lot of people went, ah, 15th or 16th then. So I think it could come out. Now, right now, there is talk that, and I've seen it on Reddit, so it's already out there, that the announcement is going to happen on the 15th and that we're actually going to get it on the 16th. So that would be a Friday. And unfortunately, no one else seems to know for sure, but there are definitely people who think that it's going to drop on the 16th. That actually makes sense, whereas dropping it on a Monday makes no sense. I think they're definitely going to do something like that. Yes, and I'm with you. I think it's going to drop on the 16th because then it gives you the weekend to let it spread, to let social media explode with it. What was it, 88 million views in 24 hours, the first teaser? I think that's a good point. They're going to let it get to be the number one teaser again to surpass the other one. Going on pre-sale today. You know, people have been saying, like, usually these things drop on Tuesday or whatever, and Lucasfilm's been doing a little differently, and they didn't announce the first teaser until, what, like a day before? Part of that... It feels like everyone's not remembering that that plan changed publicly. But they said that it wasn't going to go online until after yeah. it was already in the theaters. And then they were like, oh, no, that, pe- people aren't going to like that. They're going to pirate it. And they cha- they changed their mind. It still looks like it can happen on a Friday, midday. Let it build. Everyone's excited. Leaving work for the weekend. Spread over the weekend. Get 100 million views. Monday the 19th happens. Sell, oh, my God. Sell 100 million pre-sales at ten dollars plus make break a quarter yeah break yeah. fandango get a quarter of your money back immediately you know yeah the mouse isn't stupid guys why the wouldn't you do stupid. exactly why wouldn't you do it that way and that's why all these other suppositions by people they're based on what fans think makes sense not what a marketer thinks makes sense that's why i haven't believed the information apparently that you know star wars 7 put out which was that it was going to happen on the 19th. I've always said that just doesn't make any sense. Why? Why? It's not even logic. It's, you, you know, it's without data behind your argument. It's just an opinion. Yeah. And everyone has an opinion. Yeah. Like, you know, we might be, you know, just four people in a small podcast, even though it's the greatest Star Wars podcast in the world. world, you know, but we're still like making our opinions. And we're backing it with data like from past 
yeah. you know, actions and experiences through Lucasfilm, Disney, what have you. I think I think you're right. It's because we're trying to make an informed opinion that we're not we're not making any big claims. We we feel like we have a pretty good idea. We think it's a, there's a really good shot they're going to announce it Thursday and show it show it Friday. But yeah. we're also not saying like we bet our life savings and everything everyone we hold dear over it. You know. Well, like, maybe we should though. Maybe that's what we should do. <laughs> not for this. You know, for episode eight, I think we should start a website which is like bet. You like put money down on your predictions because this has gotten a little bit silly. Because I was saying this today on Twitter. Shan duel with uh, Star Wars. And- kind <laughs> of, kind of like you know, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, because I was saying this what happens if they're all wrong all the people who say it's going to be the 19th what happens nothing people will forget about it in two weeks and they'll just go right back to going to believing everything they say there seems to be no repercussions for being wrong they'll bitch on reddit that's it but no one like fucking reddit bitches about everything so you know and that's a small community in the grand scheme of things if there's two thousand people on reddit bitching about you there's two million who don't have any clue reddit exists and that's why these sites go around and they just say anything i'm not saying the star wars 7 news made it up or i think they have a source who's using an educated guess but if it turns out that it comes out on the 19th then i'm wrong and they're right and you know i've been saying i'll fucking manipulate them with my hand you know, if, uh, if that's what it comes down to. <laughs> I apologize uh, for for vulgarity, but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm. No, no, vulgarity is awesome. I'm so confident that that's wrong. That's why I'm saying that. I'm not saying that I know it's wrong. I'm just very confident that they're not going to do it that way just because it doesn't make any sense to me. And then here's the other thing: the Vanity Fair thing that uh, we were going to transition to. That uh, JJ said he has final cut. And it's been really interesting watching other people talk about that. Uh, because it's clear he says he has final cut. And then he almost tries to dismiss it, like saying, like, no, 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 I'm trying to get to another point. But he's yeah. saying, I have final yeah. cut, boys. Uh-huh. I am J.J. F. and Abrams. And I have final cut over Disney right now. They're not going to mess with me. Yeah, sure, they could or they wanted to, but they're not going to because that's how much they trust me. Kennedy has all the faith of Disney, and they're not telling her what to do. She's running Lucasfilm, which is why it always bothers me when people say Disney's Star Wars. It is Lucasfilm's Star Wars. Um, And unfortunately, we're going to have some emails that reference (laughs) Disney's Star Wars. J.J. has that final cut. That's why we're not getting the trailer any sooner. Because J.J. gets to also say when his footage gets shown. I think what's important is there are a lot of people for a very long time were saying, well, he has to answer to Disney. And he finally, he put the nail in the coffin on that when he said, uh, Kennedy runs Lucasfilm, she runs Star Wars. She is the head honcho right now in Star Wars and probably on Indiana Jones and whatever, you know, and Willow 3 and whatever, you know, whatever comes oh, down. Please the let fight. there be Willow 3. Oh, my God. Well, first, we probably need to. But uh, maybe they'll shoot them together. But they can- did do a book series sequel. Yeah. And and I think, you know, <laughs> one of the, one of the things that always bothers me about people who talk about legends and get really upset about legends and you know i read a couple of the legends books but i never really cared that much about it so you know i I should say that right up front but uh is that kennedy came in and she was like okay that really sucks for you legends fans uh because for the longest time we were like "Eh, it's canon it's not canon whenever we wanted to well now it's all going to be canon we're sorry you went down that path uh you know this is legends you can still enjoy it but from here on in everything's going to be canon and I really think that Legends fans should have just been like, hey, you know, yeah, we got dicked around a little bit by George for a while. But now Kennedy's coming in. And for the rest of my life, everything's going to be canon. That's the proactive way to go about that. And so Kennedy think- is the master of this 
this whole story. Well, I think that that's really prolific and just awesome of her. Like, like having grown up with comic books in the shared universe, the idea of it expanding, you know, across all of these different mediums is so appealing to me because never has a comic book TV show, you know, or movie has it been intended to be in the same universe as the, as the books. Right. They're always an adaptation. They're always a new version. And that was always the the inverse with the Star Wars books. I know the EU was supposed to be canon when it started, but once, there's, once the prequels came around and contradicted them, and even more so when the Clone Wars came out and contradicted them even, you know, and all this small minutia, it it became clear that they were they were always an adaptation of George's work, right. and that's always how he saw them. I, I think he even said so explicitly many times. And he but, he adapted other people's stuff, you know, and brought characters in that were in, from the uh, legend stuff. So yeah, he included Quinlan Voss in mention in uh, in Attack of the Clones because he liked the stories that that uh, John Ostrander and Jan Durisma mm-hmm. made so much, and, and like that's cool. He read comic books, Star Wars comic books, and was like, "This guy's great. I should I should mention him in the movie." <laughs> <laughs> and make him count or whatever like that's really cool yeah I, th- I just think it's so neat to me as the little kid in me uh imagines you know being able to read a book and a comic and a movie and a cartoon and it all building to the same story it's really ambitious and interesting and it's like it's what this kind of cross media stuff's all been building to i think yeah yeah listen all disney is is a bank they invested in a product they loan them the money and they want to see a return on their investment. Yep. That's all they care about. Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, who's been George's right-hand woman, girl power, is running the show. We're all, you know, the story group is shaping where this Star Wars universe is going. And Disney can care less if Luke has a clone or if Grand well, I don't know Grand about Elf that because Iger is kind of invested in he. I believe that Iger is a fan. Like I, uh, you know. Oh, I think he's a fan, yeah. but he's not. He's not calling up Kennedy and be like, oh, "Look, no. I really like Grand Animal Throng. Can you put him in episode eight? <laughs> no, he, I, no, I don't disagree. He's. I don't think he's stepping on the story group's toes no. at all. Absolutely I, not. I don't think he's walking in in that room. I think he's Ever. dealing with the budgets. I think he's dealing with exactly. big yeah. ideas. But yeah, but that's his four billion dollars, and he's watching it. He's watching that $4 billion. <laughs> He's counting. Which they already made back in Toy Sales. <laughs> Essentially. I, they've already made I, that I wonder. Back. I can't wait. I wonder. No, when, they when... have. Over over the, the years. Like, I read a statistic on just lightsaber sales last year, plus the Force Friday. Like, they've, they've already made the $4 billion back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, like, this is just We're fucking We're already awesome. in profit? Well, he, yeah. but here's the thing, and this is what I was talked for, about. The $4 billion movie, as they, as they like to call it, is yeah. because if this doesn't work... It will torpedo everything else. So it's working right now because the movie hasn't come out yet. What happens when the, this is like the same thing that happened with Phantom Menace, even though I think all of us uh, enjoyed Phantom Menace. But uh, wh- after Phantom Menace came out, it was like people were like, what? When the Phantom Menace came out and obviously I was old enough to see it in theaters and get excited. I was you know, old enough to drive there. Uh, when that came out, you know people it was sold the the prequel trilogy was sold was like the story of darth vader and how he came to be yeah. so everyone was like yes a young oh, yeah, obi-wan yeah oh god the first poster the, the right shadow. and then yeah and it was all, all chilling the first trailer awesome yeah but then when people actually sat down and watched the movie and in in my opinion i think a lot of them got turned off by the fact that you know the young Darth Vader wasn't like an angry Leonardo DiCaprio, 21 year old chopping people up with a lightsaber that it was a nine year old innocent boy. And it was going to take a while for him to turn. People wanted to see that 
angry helmetless Darth Vader immediately. Yeah. Just like today, and not not that I read, and it's been well documented that I don't read, but when <laughs> after when Aftermath first came out, the idea of Aftermath first came out, they said it was going to bridge the gap from Jedi to The Force Awakens. So everyone, even though it wasn't said, assumed, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, the big three. What happened next? Okay, okay, they're parting with some evil rat bastard Ewoks on Endor. <laughs> and then and then, and then they're going to have to form a new Republic. And then Leia's going to do this and Han and they're going to get married. And the next thing you know, Aftermath comes out and like they're barely mentioned in the book. Yeah. And people are like, wow, like, and their sales kind of go, well, we're, and they get bumped. The thing is, uh, I'd love to respond to that with something else, but since we're not a spoiler podcast, I can't say what else. But it would be really funny to see people overhype in their minds what's going to happen in The Force Awakens and then be severely disappointed by it. And I wonder if the same reaction, we're going to get the same reaction from 40-year-olds or 45-year-olds as they had when they were 28 or 30 when they saw Phantom Menace. I do wonder about that. We're not going to get into specifics of that, but that will be really interesting because I think that some people are already setting themselves up to be disappointed by the movie no matter how good it is. Because I kind of look at uh, 2009 Star Trek, which I love, and I just rewatched all of JJ's movies. Um, and uh, like I think it's such a fun movie, and I'm a Trek fan, so... It didn't bother me, you know, it didn't, but I'm more of a Star Wars fan. So, But it didn't bother me that it was more action-y and all that stuff. But there are fans out there who think it's like the is worse than Jar Jar. Like they think it's so horrible. And they even call him, yeah, they call if, him Jar Jar uh, Abrams. Uh, that's how they re refer to him. Yeah, I mean, if J.J. Abrams was to make a Roddenberry-type Star Trek film in 2009, it would look more like Interstellar. And I don't know if you saw mm -hmm. Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. I mean, it was a solid. No, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, I fell asleep thinking about so Interstellar. J.J. Abrams was to make a Roddenberry type Star Trek movie. It would look more like yeah. Interstellar, yeah. or maybe best case scenario, Matt Damon's The Martian, which is out now. Which is fun. You know? Yeah, no, I would have. That would have been a great Interstellar. Martian, I've, I've seen it, and if the if Interstellar was as much fun as The Martian, I would have loved it. And that's what those hardcore grew. I grew up in the 1960s watching on television. Star Trek fans want. Yeah, you know they wanted the science explained. Well, like I'm sorry, in 2015, all that science is explained in about three creative camera shots, and then you have to have a, an entertaining story to tell. And that's why J.J. Abrams is a genius because yeah. he can take and he can show you an interesting, exciting story. And and I, you know, like I said, I just watch all of J.J.'s movies. Like I watched them all, and even some of the law, the the two lost episodes he's directed. And I was watching, like, okay, let's see, you know, how he progresses as a director. And uh, and Into Darkness is like, I mean, I don't really like that movie too much, but it's okay. But like visually and all that stuff, it's fantastic. And the same thing with Super Eight. Not a great movie, Ugh. but I know you hate it, but. Uh, it's, I, hate it. I, I think it's okay as a movie, but what it is is it's like the Spielberg visuals in that. It's like a Spielberg movie. Like it's so it's beautiful. It's like a bad yeah. Spielberg movie. You say like uh, a Spielberg film. I think of Super Eight as kind of like his homage to E.T. Yeah. Like E.T. for the most part is a pretty slow developing movie, but you know it's just so amazing with the the boy Elliot and the you know E.T. Yeah. the extraterrestrial. Like they're their dynamic and chemistry on screen and, and the, the, the heartfelt story like, like that makes sense. And I get that. And that's what super eight tried to be. Mm -hmm. I understand, 
But I don't know if I would, when trying to figure out if J.J. Abrams is going to make a good Star Wars film, that's not the movie I would go to. I would go to Star Trek, like you yeah. said, 2009. Well, or uh, Mission Impossible 3, which I think is his best directed movie. If you watch that again, that was his first uh, feature film, too. That he yeah, directed. was that the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yes. Great movie. Yeah, watch that movie. If you want to see what I think Star Wars might kind of look like at times, watch Star Trek 2009 and then Mission Impossible 3. You will get a very... Actually, even Into Darkness, because I think you can see an evolution of how he directs, a very dynamic um, movement of the camera that he does that you already saw in that San Diego Comic-Con reel. Now, while I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Into Darkness overall, I felt like it leaned too much on uh, on old... Star yeah. uh, Star Trek films Agreed. and it just did, it just didn't stand on its own as much mm-hmm. as any of his other movies, but I I, uh, I do think the action sequences in that were a lot of fun and Amazing. were like you said very dynamic like that that uh, action scene on the top of the, the whatever the vehicle or paddy wagon uh, as they're flying through uh, is it San Francisco or whatever yeah, uh, it, that was awesome like that. yeah as my review of that movie it was uh put lightsabers in everyone's hands and it's a great movie that's that scene at the beginning with uh, sulu he clearly meant to have a lightsaber he was holding a handle that then made a sword come out of that that's jj's closest come thing on it's clear it's clear well i liked what he did with like i like the star trek um and then into darkness i actually like both of those like i think those will be like like the best examples to see what like he'll do with the force awakens right like once you add a lightsaber to into darkness that movie is amazing yeah then it's perfect (laughs) (laughs) uh what was the next thing i wanted to talk about do we want to talk about the podcast that we've been listening to this week any uh anything that you guys are katie any podcast you've been listening to uh lately or your favorite podcast or anything well i've been listening to rebel girl and now this is podcasting but i'm like really behind on all of them with, like, school and stuff, I've just been getting behind, so... Oh, so you haven't heard, like, uh, the latest Tracy and Amanda fight? You didn't hear about that? <laughs> oh, no, it didn't happen. Oh, I'm... Are you talking about uh, the 10th episode? They have 10 episodes? They did. They did their 10th episode. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know some, what? Some fan you are. Wait a minute. No, I should know this because I... No, I, the this last episode... I sent in a review after the second episode and it still hasn't shown up. <laughs> yeah, I actually had to rewrite mine. I don't know why. I put like a word in there that apparently uh, iTunes doesn't like. I think it was like bastards or something like that. I put it in there and it wouldn't let me, so I had to redo oh, it. it. I might I might say badass too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God you have it. to take that out. You have to take it out. So you have to redo the uh, review. Actually, uh, no. iTunes got in touch with me, and uh, they didn't appreciate that you wrote, I'm coming for you, Johnny Grasso. So they I sent did me an write email that. and said they were going to take care of that for me. And I, I was like, no, no, it's fine. We're friends. I did that write is, that. that. <laughs> I did write that. Uh, that's actually true. I hate even asking Johnny what podcast he's listening to, because I know it's going to be it's going to take 15 minutes. All of them. All the podcasts. All of them. Okay, that's yeah, a good, good coverage. I, actually, I was basically on Star Wars Expose uh, Episode 2 recently. Oh, I heard it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And I uh, hope you enjoyed. Yeah, you mentioned me once. Yeah, I'm glad I mentioned. I definitely mentioned you. Once. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'll, next time I'm no, going no, like, no, to no, no, no. I'm going to open sh- yeah, middle yeah. and close with you. No, no, no. Your answer should have been, oh, no, no. They got uh, You got taken out in the edit. That's what you should have said, not confess that you only mentioned me once. No, but when he asked me about what podcasts, I put this one right at the top of the list. Yeah, yes, no, I yes, heard you did. I heard and you. I even gave your Twitter handles. I the noticed. Only per- the only person I let down was Katie, because I was like, and uh, Katie, but I didn't have her Twitter memorized. <laughs> Come on, it's... 
Um. <laughs> ginger, ginger girl something. Ginger KT. This ginger, this ginger underscore KT. Oh, guys. Oh, oh, this ginger underscore KT. Oh, look, we're never gonna forget it now. This ginger underscore KT. Okay. I can hear Jared thumbing through his phone now, so I don't want to. No, my, my phone is charging and out of my hand. Out of my hand. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. It was he's, an interesting. Yeah, he works hard. Yeah, no, Very you well can, produced. You can tell that he definitely produces that thing. Like this is this podcast, no fucking production value whatsoever. I'll put a little <laughs> I music. There's no background music today. I'll, no, no, no. There will be. I'll. Uh, I do it, it in post. I do it in post. Yeah, I don't think you, you read my contract. Johnny Grosso has to have intro music. No, no, no. The, the intro music for this podcast, you didn't, you don't know it because it hasn't happened yet, but it will in an hour. Is okay. the song that I played in the last podcast that made was in the outro. Oh no. I mean the outtakes is gonna be is gonna open up this podcast. <laughs> the greatest fight whatever it was. And you correcting me. So that's now gonna forever is gonna be the, the intro one, the to one our that podcast. Was in the, uh, the outtakes. <laughs> I, I did that podcast and on it he asked me, you know, what podcasts I listen to. So, you know, I rattled off, you know, a good chunk oh. of ten. But one of the things that uh, that he also he was a very good interviewer, very good interviewer. One mm-hmm. of the things he asked me was like, you know, how do you choose what's good and what's not? So basically, what's going to happen very soon is they're going to drop a, the trailer for Star Wars Episode Seven, and what 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 we should do is, or what I. Uh, told people to do was wait till everyone is covering the same content every podcast is going to talk about the trailer and then when you then you can compare apples to apples and find out what star wars podcast or what few you know star wars podcasts are for you that's not that's not fair though because we will win (laughs) why yeah i mean we have katie so katie's here katie Once you have Katie, that's it. That's money right there. It's spiking the ball, man. How about you, Jared? What I mean, I know you also listen to like every podcast on the planet. I do. I do listen to a ton. Yeah, we mentioned This Is Madness. We mentioned... Uh, Let's see. What else? Coffee with Kenobi got mentioned by... Um, Everybody. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, I got one. Uh, while Jared's looking, uh, Steel Wars is something I didn't mention last time that is someone uh, as a podcast that i listen to frequently that was recommended to me in person by uh dom from star wars underworld steel is actually a really cool guy as well i I got the pleasure of meeting him with dom and the the msw guys uh over at san diego uh and yeah steel's a really cool guy really funny he's a comedian in australia as well as a podcaster and yeah I don't yeah. think we mentioned him, so I wanted to. I wanted no, to we definitely didn't. In. Yeah, we definitely didn't. I I, I know I mentioned Bruising Blasters yeah. last time, which I really enjoy. Yes, um, they're, um, and Johnny, you mentioned them. Idiots Array. Yep. Yeah, they're and they're new. The um, Idiots Array comes from Cantina Cast. Yeah, and they're I, about I, uh, ten in. Um, the most Eisley uh, Underground. Uh, is with uh, Oh Katrina, Katrina Dennis. I don't uh, think and, we mentioned that one. And, and Jeremy Conrad with a K, and and uh, and Jonah, uh, which is really yeah. a lot of fun. I miss Jonah. Let's see, I miss uh, Jonah. We mentioned Rebels Report. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I didn't mention. We did mention Force Cast. Oh, uh, Children of the Force uh, is, is a lot of fun as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is I think it's at Force Children on Twitter. I have to look that up as well. Uh, but uh, it's Al Watsky and his kids, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, where they just talk about Star Wars and occasionally they'll have neighbor kids on as well. Like uh, young kids? 
Yeah, no, it's it's uh, like school age children, like in grades in grade school, and it's 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 awesome. Like I know I've heard uh, Saf on uh, on Twitter and and uh, and Jonah talk both talk a lot about kids' opinions kind of being ignored and all this discussion of this, the future of Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. And it's actually really cool to hear what they think about it, and it's something I get to hear in my everyday life with my niece and nephew. But to hear kids, you know, around the country um, who are really excited about the new movie and about Rebels, it's it's cool to hear their interpretation. I love actually hearing what kids have to say about Star Wars, like now. And like whenever I talk to kids, uh, like my cousins all have kids now. Uh, when I talk to them about Star Wars, like I'm always like, all right, tell me what is your favorite, <laughs> like because they all know what Star Wars is. They don't all love it like we did. Yeah, he's uh, uh, he's at at Force Children on Twitter, and the podcast is called Children Children the Force, and it's on iTunes and everything. And I, I highly recommend it. Now Johnny Grasso, I was watching him on Periscope last week, last weekend, this weekend, whatever. And, Saturday. Oh, oh, did, did you just open up a Skittles? All right. <laughs> You hear that? I awesome. hear it. So you were at New York City Comic Con. I should have been there. I live much closer to it than you do. And mm-hmm. I didn't go. But you were there and you... Well, why don't you tell us about your journey to New York City Comic Con 2015? So I went there. Uh, I missed my train. So I tried to get there for the Del Rey uh, booth. Or not booth, but panel. Mm-hmm. And I missed it. So I got there around 3 o'clock. And, you know, I had a great time. I saw the Her Universe panel. I got to meet. And when I say meet, I was like three feet from him. I shook his hand and said, thank you, Dave Filoni. That was amazing. He was really awesome. nice. Yeah, he was really nice and sweet and generous with everyone in the hallway. And anyone who wanted to come up and take a picture, he took. And and I got to meet uh, Dom from Star Wars Underworld, Chris from Star Wars Underworld. I got to meet the Jedi News guys. They were cool. I got to meet a uh, Star Wars autograph guy. I forget his name, uh, but that's like his Twitter, his thing. He, he collects Star Wars autographs. And he's got this huge like website dedicated to it. It's very cool. Uh, I got to meet Andy, who is Canadian fanboy. Uh, yeah, he does Rebels Report. Yeah, he's awesome. Wait, you and, said the Jedi News guys. You mean the British guys? Yeah, dude, they were there. Oh, oh I didn't know they were there. Okay. They were like, hello, Johnny Grasso. How are you? Uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, you totally know who I am? He was like, hello. Of course awesome. I know. Of course I know. No, I read their site every day. They're, they're actually like my second go. Like I go to making Star Wars and then I go to their site. And I've been yeah, doing that Johnny's for a long huge time. huge in, in England. You're huge in Europe. Johnny Grasso. Yeah, I reach you. across the pond, man. That's right. <laughs> so then, um, and then I also saw Mike Odette, who works obviously with uh, those guys as well. And last but not least, I found my podcast princess, Joan Aww. Marie Macias. Aww. Yeah, I, I don't know if that. you guys saw it on Periscope. Yeah, I, well, I watched all your Periscope. So I saw yeah, I, I watched most of it live, but a couple. I, I was trying to help out a little bit with my with my niece and nephew over the weekend, so. Some of the some of it I was not able to watch live. I had to watch later. Yeah, I watched. Yeah. Well, I watched that one twice because it was so funny. Because you were also with um, Julia. I almost forgot. And Julia. then my, yeah. my, my you my right almost hand, forgot. I almost forgot. Well, because I I like literally like yeah. Because she was my right hand woman. Yeah, the, she has a new day. Twitter handle too. If you want to follow her on Twitter, it's super villainist. Super villainist. Yeah, she uh, she's an interesting human being. 
She was a so, wild one. So tell us, uh, start with you, Jared, and then and then you, Ultra. T- what, so what did you think of the whole periscoping thing? Because that was my first time, like, really. I did a little bit on Force Friday. Well, I really enjoyed uh, just watching her personality and the way she reacted to you. There's some hilarious things. I don't know if your periscope is still up. I don't know if that how long they stay up. Well, it's uh, you can find uh, the longer, the third one, on my Twitter feed. So if someone's okay. listening and wants to check it out. I posted a link to it on my Twitter feed, so you can still maybe get it from there. Like, I never imagined that anyone would ever steal the show from Johnny Grasso, but she, at times she kind of does. No, absolutely. I couldn't. I couldn't have done it without her. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I can't exist in a sausage fest. Like, I need. <laughs> I need women in rounds. To that's be... what I've been saying about this podcast. We need like six women for every one guy. Katie, can you can you make three of you? I mean, I can try, but. <laughs> Aren't you going to uh, college for uh, cloning? Yeah, definitely. We need some some Camino shit up in here. We need you to Camino the shit out of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All I have to add for the the Periscope, Johnny, was uh, that... Because Magnus pretty much nailed it. You guys were funny. You you and Julia were both really, really fun to watch. It was like it was at... It was like we were there. And it was like it was at a party or whatnot. And only thing I have to add is I was super jealous of you guys. That you guys got to be there. Yeah. And I, I missed being there with you. And I was a fool for not going. And I yeah, could have... Yeah, you screwed up. I couldn't go. I could have hung out with Jonah Marie. I mean, that's the, that's the only thing I thought about the entire time. I was like, I could have hung out with Jonah Marie. Like, what an idiot. I am kind of starstruck with Joanna Marie. When she was on the podcast, like, I, I pretended like I was good, but I wasn't. I was like, oh, my God, what is Joanna Marie? No, I would have been fine. I'm very good at faking that I'm okay. It was just so much fun, like, seeing everybody there. And uh, Yeah, there was uh, there was definitely, like, a lot of... Uh there, there was definitely a lot of buildup towards the Joan Marie like part. Obviously, yeah, I, yeah. Your yeah, search for Jonathan Marie was one of the entire <laughs> yeah. periscope. Yeah, and the Rex but, thing. Like, what's really funny about that is I had thought about that. Uh, I was looking for a Rex helmet. I was like, well, if if we end up going to see Star Wars, you know, uh, The Force Awakens in December, I want to get a Rex helmet in case we're gonna go to a showing where Joan Marie is or something. And I thought that would have been a really fun idea, like somebody wear the Rex helmet, <laughs> but then you I, thought of it. So Yeah, well, it was right in front of me, and I was like, wow, I can put that on. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> that would have been awesome. And I actually loved the costumes those, those that group was wearing. But uh, Joan Marie did not disappoint in real life. She is intelligent, sweet, kind, uh, very giving. Uh, I definitely can't wait to see her again. Like Aww. So, Joan, if you're listening, you're the best. Thank you for a great day. Aww. She is the best. I haven't met her, but, you know, just done a podcast with her. Well, I can confirm. She's awesome. Probably the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, as I tweeted uh, after we did our podcast, everyone needs to join a Marie in their life. Makes your life better. Katie, did you watch Johnny's uh, Periscope? No, I wasn't able to. I was at work all day Saturday, so I wasn't able to see it. I was really bummed out because I was, like, really excited to see everyone, like, live, like, live tweeting from it. All right. So, basically, my Comic-Con came down to three elements. I walked the floor and just soaked in the atmosphere, which was amazing. Uh, I stopped by and I actually came within like three feet of Chuck Wendig. And if you want to hear that story, you've got to tune in to Making Star Wars. Now, this is podcasting episode 100 because I'm drafting my segment now and it's mentioned in there so i kind of have to reserve that story for them oh well they they should have listened to that anyway and then uh so so i did that i walked the floor and you just get bombarded with with pop culture 
uh, I went to the Her Universe panel, which was really about them doing their own their own series of books for tween for tween girls, like I guess t nine to twelve. Well, they they actually said that they are also doing adult books too. So, but that's their focus is you know tween girls, but yeah. they're they're also uh, looking to expand you know and, and do adult books and even and younger and all. They want to do everything. Yes, and then after that panel, Ashley Eckstein and Dave, Dave Filoni was there on the panel because he did the artwork for yeah. uh, their first book. And they were in the hallway, and, you know, you had people, like, they were just regular people in the hallway. They were just so giving and kind, and, you know, I'm, I, you know, I don't get really starstruck. Uh, you know, Ashley's definitely cool. Uh, Dave Filoni, like, I, I'm very impressed with as an artist, you know, like, his his art is kind of, like, amazing, next-level type shit. And he's so, the next, he's like Lucas. He's his protege. He I mean, is. They work together, yeah. they, they work together uh, for eight years, they worked day, day in and day out and for, like, still three talk. years. They still yeah, talk. They're, they're, they're bros. And he said it in, in earshot to me, and he said it publicly, that each director of the of the Star Wars films has had a meeting with him and discussed stuff with him. Yeah. Because, you know, they don't want to watch six scenes of the Clone Wars. They're going to call up Filoni <laughs> and be like, hey, uh, I just need to know if this is okay. Does this make sense? Is this guy still alive? And he'll be like, yeah, dude, you're good. Yeah. But, uh, but I got to thank him personally. You know, I just said, hey, Dave, you know, nice to meet you. Thank you very much. Shook his hand. He was like, oh, no problem, man. And then ev everyone else was like taking pictures. They were just really chill and cool. But then the highlight of my evening was uh, then hanging out in that hallway with everybody, with Jedi News, with Andy, with Mike, with Jonah Marie, with Dom from Star Wars Underworld, with Julia, and it was just a great time. And then even later, uh, Julia and Dom and I went out to dinner and we had a great time and I got to, I feel really close to all those guys. And it was just an amazing experience. And next year, Ultra, oh, yeah. we are all going. I'm gonna go all four days. All four, yeah. Uh, I actually already talked to Randy. Uh, I think it was actually through Periscope, so you can all witness it. I could have gotten I, I like, saw I, yeah, I could have gotten a four-day press pass. Who knew? <laughs> you know, well, they would have had to apply it a long time ago. And you know and what, though, it, you no, you yeah, fault, you man. kind of forget this stuff yeah. too, because I had the same problem when I had my uh, fan site. And I completely forgot about it. And then we had to go through this whole process. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about this. And we were like, it was such a pain in the ass to try to do it at the last second. So w what else was happening over there, uh, Johnny Grasso? Uh, after, like, was there was nothing. There was no, like, uh, drunkery. There was no biting. Nothing. No, like no, no fighting. Oh. I mean, there was. Um... Oh, because I was in there. Oh, I also saw uh, Mike Pappas from IGN, who's uh, a big friend of uh, Mike Pappas. The yeah, the Twitterverse, uh, making Star Wars family. Love that uh, he guy. Works over at, uh, yeah, great guy. I forgot. I, he was actually. Here's a funny story. Uh, now, I, please, I might sound pompous a little bit here, but when I was walking my mile from Penn Station to the Javis Center, I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder if there's a Making Star Wars listener who might recognize me here. And I'm thinking it, and I'm like, ah, there's no way. But then I was like, ah, you never know. So the second I get within 100 yards of the Javis Center, I hear, Grosso, Johnny Grosso. <laughs> and then I hear, like, the accent. Like, he's doing he's doing my voice, or Randy's voice. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh my God, it happened. And then he takes, and it's a biker scout. And he takes off the biker scout helmet. And 
and Mike and I chat, uh, uh, you know, on Twitter publicly and privately through DM. So yeah. when he when he took off his helmet, <laughs> I knew exactly who he was, and I was like, Mike. Mike, what's up? And then to make sure, like, I was like, as I didn't know IGN was here, and he's like, no, no, I don't really have anything going, but I'm here as a fan, and and it was great. So it, it literally, that was probably like my coolest moment in my wow. life. Wow. Yeah, I saw the picture. Dude, he's a stud. How many girls then, did you get numbers from? None. I I was all about Jonah and Julia, and they had a hundred percent of my attention uh, each. Hundred percent oh, of your attention each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Johnny doesn't do fifty fifty. He does one hundred one hundred. Okay. He always keep it one hundred. Which which is a mathematical impossibility. What? <laughs> Heavy. Do you even know Johnny Grasso? He is but more than just a man. So. Yeah. What the fuck, man, Cherry? Man, I thought you were his boy. Sorry, Johnny. I apologize for Jerry's behavior. One hundred percent support Johnny and the laws of physics. <laughs> <laughs> Thermodynamics. I was there for for one reason, and that was to embrace my my making Star Wars extended family and. Uh, and and that's what I was there for, and that's what I did. And However, there was this like Darth Maul cosplayer that I almost broke my neck snapping around. What? And oh my god, it was it was like I don't know if she was doing the Sith witch thing or all I remember is half naked and red and amazing. And I snapped my neck around, and I went to turn to follow, and then like Julia looked at me, and then I just kept walking. Julia, Katie, Katie, I need your judgment. I need your judgment of Johnny Grasso right now. Tell him what he did wrong. Tell Johnny Grasso what he did wrong with the Sith you Witch. Have, you should have kept your attention on Julie. <laughs> Not that girl. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You do what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if like Johnny and I are walking the floor, what you're saying is, like, I'm an asshole if I look at some other super buff dude? Like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Listen, when I'm with Johnny Grasso, you'll see this when we go see The Force Thank Awakens you, together. I'm just going to look. I'm just going to be like my eyes are going to be deep in Johnny Grasso's eyes while Johnny Grasso is watching the movie. I will watch the movie through Johnny Grasso's eyes. All right. That was a bad example then. So like if, if Magnus, if you and I were walking down a Comic-Con uh -huh. together. You and I wouldn't have to stare at each other's eyes. That's a specifically Johnny thing. What? That's just not. There's only one Johnny Gross. Well, you know, and that's really interesting. This is actually a good transition for us because uh, we have Julius, Julius on the line. Well, no, we have Julia. <laughs> no, 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 no. So when he was like, "Oh, I'm with Julie," I was like, "Oh, okay." So we're gonna see what she looks like. When I saw her, I was like, "Oh." Tracy's there? She was also saying, hey, Tracy, or something like that. And I was like, wait, what? I was so confused. And then, like, you kind of get, like, because the phone is moving all around. And then we get a view of her. I was like, oh, no, it's not. They're, like, like Sith sisters. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they could be, like, cousins. I actually uh, addressed that uh, similar notion in uh, my email to uh, Rebel Girls. Oh, okay. Week. Okay. So you agree with me then? Oh, 100%. Okay, yeah. I mean, attitude even. I think that's what it is more than anything. I think that they they, uh, they they clearly are of a similar mind on many things, and they have very similar attitudes. Yeah. Oh, we wanted to read emails though. Should I take Richie's email because it's the longest? Yeah, go ahead. Start start it off. <sighs> All right. I'm feeling I'm feeling faint right now just thinking about reading this email. Richie J, uh, who is uh, Johnny Grasso's friend, uh, sent us. Um, a nice little email, and I want to read it. Hey, I especially love Johnny's sexy voiceover device that must have been provided by Cricket Wireless. Mm. I would love the opportunity one day to add to your show with my views of the Star Wars universe. He'd well, be a great addition. Well, being a company, he would. But <laughs> while being accompanied by the auditory sounds of pop rocks in my mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna stop doing that. What? <laughs> I was turning myself on. I gotta stop. 
full advice from, from John. You're just too, you're too sexy. Pop rocks in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what an addition that would be to go along with Jared's belching and Johnny's sexy skittles. I agree. Magnus, are you lactose intolerant? I am not. I'm not allergic to shit. I'm a perfect human being. Thank you for asking. <laughs> you enjoying a delicious bowl of Rice Krispies? I do not eat cereal and I do not drink milk. Thank you very much. Would provide the necessary overture. It would, but I can't do that. I apologize. So we can never do that. But uh, what, what else is crunchy, guys? What else is healthy and crunchy? Healthy and crunchy. Apple? Granola. Oh, granola? That's not healthy, Johnny. What the fuck are you talking about? It's got like 400 calories for, for a handful. No, no. I'll eat an apple, right. apple, 80 calories. I'm going to eat an apple. Uh, so I, I agree. And we actually talked about doing a podcast where we would all eat as he reaches for his Skittles. I especially can't leave out Jonah Marie, who's not here, but she will always be here with us in spirit because every podcast now starts with her laughing at me. Wait a minute. I just thought about that. She, She's laughing at me playing guitar and singing. I just thought about that. Uh, whose vocals alone is enough to make Johnny curl in a fetal position. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed on the, uh, the feed. Suck his thumb and drool in rainbow-colored delight from Skittles he pours to swallow when he's, when she speaks. Keep up the good work. That wasn't even a question, Richie. <laughs> that was like the whole thing. And then here's the question. It's the shortest question. My question for you guys... I actually love this question. My question for you guys is, would you like to see Old Republic movies made? I am fascinated with the Old Republic, and there is so much story to tell. Your thoughts. Uh, I want to see... Katie, do you... Did you ever partake in the Old Republic games, the world of the Old Republic? No, I didn't. I, I felt like this was probably going to be a question for us old folks. Johnny, uh, he's your buddy. You take it first. Uh, yeah, uh, that's Revan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, KOTOR uh, and... Uh, yeah, nice right? that's what he mean. That's what he means, right, by Old Republic. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see, and I think you can do it in the anthologies or the Star Wars stories... I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if if the people want Revan, like like a, a a Revan origin story. Let's get it to them. You know, like if people want, uh, and then just to expand it to the expanded universe. If they want a Grand Admiral Thrawn story, give it to them. As long as it doesn't mess with the Star Wars trilogies and their standalone films, give it to them. It's what they want, and it's a good story. Awesome. Especially you're talking about something set four thousand years before you know the current movies. So why you could do anything with them? My one concern. I mean, I know they're like thousands of years before, but I feel like that almost does tie their hands because then they're if they put those in the in the new canon in the films then they're saying that you know 8000 years ago technology was exactly the same technology's never progressed in the Star Wars universe it's it's static and it always will be because that that's the situation you're you're in. Otherwise, you have them what in a tribal world, and then you have to. I, I feel like you're you're. Well, you could do that. You, I mean, you could go that far back where before lightsabers. I mean, I guess you could do that. That, that and that's that's my one concern. I don't think there's anything wrong with that choice. It's just it, I, I'm curious to see if Lucasfilm wants to set anything not now. that definite. No, you know? not, no, not and, now. And uh, and what and I have no objection to it. I don't think there's any detriment to that. I, I almost think. You know, it adds to this space fantasy level to me because you know, no, I, I hear people complain about that in, in reference to the Knights of the Old Republic that it makes it all static like that. Yeah. But it's the same thing in every fantasy world we live in. You know, they talk about, uh, you know, Lord Lord of the Rings. They talk about even in Game of Thrones how it's this millennia long history where it's always been the same. 
And we have no problem with that in an antiquated world where it doesn't progress past what we where we actually have progressed uh, past. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it in sci-fi. So while I have no personal attachment to Revan, I'm sort of like in the camp Johnny had where there's no harm in it. If there's a real demand for it, I don't see any, anything wrong with a you know a Netflix miniseries if they do go that route ever right. or, or, or an anthology film. It's just you could do so much, but I don't think they would do it anytime soon. I think they're going to stay in the realm of the original trilogy world moving forward. I don't think they're going to do too many prequels unless they're associated with original trilogy stuff. world. Like anything to do with From A New Hope on or right before A New Hope as we're getting with Rogue One. I don't think they're going to do too much with it. And then, you know, the Han movie. But that's, again, related to the original trilogy. Right. I think we're going to get a lot of that, or at least the next few movies are going to be really focused on that. And then once they have you hooked, then they'll start doing their phase two and phase three, just like Marvel did. And there's a question in there, actually. So uh, it's, it's easy. Easy, Jays. You want to you read that one, Katie? All right. Do you think Disney would make movies set during the Clone Wars? Or are they too scared to touch... Uh, the prequel world. Will they ever make prequel anthology movies? Or are we just going to get movies set near the original trilogy and beyond? I think at some point they will. I mean, like you were saying a little bit ago, I think that they're going to focus more around like the original trilogy and like sequel trilogy, and then like they'll go back to that because I think they just want to like do their own thing for right now and like focus on this stuff and then go back eventually like once people are hooked in. I think like if they would do like an anthology movie about Yoda, that'd be cool to see more about because you don't really... We may like, get that actually. Yeah, <laughs> there, I, mean, maybe it's I agree. Like it'd be really cool to see something like that. But I don't know, does he count as prequel? Because he was in the original trilogy though. Yeah. But to do a backstory, she's right, it would have to be a prequel era story. Even though you're right, like that has to go yeah, way, pa- way past the prequels we've already seen. It would be interesting. Like they're coming out with a comic book with uh, with Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? So excited for that. Like to me, that is the movie, the movie we're missing in the prequels. Like, I think that would be so cool. I mean, you'd have to do it with different actors. Oh, you could do it with Ewan McGregor, I guess. It, w- it wouldn't be too hard. He was supposed to be 35. Yeah. Because it was 10 years later. He, he's one of those people who looks pretty young for his age anyway. Yeah, I think they could actually pull it off pretty well, theoretically. Yeah. Or Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka. But I, I kind of would love to see an Ahsoka movie set in the Rebels era. Like she's something older. in between would be amazing. Or in Showing. between. Oh yeah, after she. Yeah, like she would be the uh, Jedi who abandoned the Order, and we kind of see what she does in between. Kind of like what the the TV show that Lucas was working on, the live action show that he was working the underworld. on, underworld. The the underworld stuff that she would be involved in that. That would be really interesting. In fact, you could probably center a show around her. Oh. I would love to see anything uh, Darth Maul related. Uh, like that Clone War story with Savage Press, or where he went after the Emperor uh, destroyed Savage Press, and what happened with Darth Maul after that. I would love to see a young Yoda, like Katie said. That would be amazing. And then, like you mentioned, Ultra, that they're doing the comics on a young Padawan, Anakin, and, and a more you know mature yeah. Kenobi. So either, either one of those are good. I mean, I'm a huge, huge Darth Maul guy. So that would be like if I was with Dave Floney or the story group or whoever, yeah. I would be I would be like more Maul. Or, origin more story, Maul. maybe? Origin? Origin would be good. Uh, how did he get there? Uh, you know, that would be good. Yeah. But uh, if you read the comics, you'd actually know a little bit of that. From yeah, yeah. I actually have yeah, that. Yeah, I don't read. 
<clears throat> he doesn't read, don't you remember? No, I think what I, I, I said if he did. I think what they also, you know, and, and Dave Filoni has mentioned there's there's nothing stopping them from making an animated movie. Uh, what was the other email that we had to read? We had two more. I'm okay with saving Sean since it's already pretty late on your guys' end okay. and letting Johnny. Johnny do, wants uh, to Lisa. do. Yeah, Johnny wants to do. Now this, I just want to say beforehand, I don't think this was. I personally, I don't think this was written by a woman. I there's something about it that does not read like something any woman would ever write, and I think no one is. I wonder if you can spot what it is. No <laughs> one has admitted it to me. But I think this is one of my friends. Because uh, why would anyone say this? Like, uh, unless Johnny gets this kind of shit all the time. I know you get hate mail sometimes. But this is so, like, dramatic. They're just having fun. I don't think this is a serious jab at you, Johnny. But go ahead. You go ahead and read this. Lisa all right. D. Lasso. Le- this, this, this email is from Lisa DeLasso. It says, Dear Greatest Star Wars Podcast, Johnny Grasso is overrated. That's right. I said it. Overrated. I'm sorry, but Magnus is where it's at. With his biker dude look and manly aggressive voice, I'll take him any day over that pretty boy, Johnny Grasso. Love, Lisa DeLasso. P.S., Love the podcast. P.P.S. Does Johnny Grasso not understand that a second postscript is called a post-postscript, not a post-script script? <laughs> That's true, though. P.P.P.S. Jared is cool, too. And P.P.P.P.S. I received the check, Magnus. Thanks. I did not put anyone up to this, nor did I write it myself, although I should have, because then I would have... Not forgotten Jonah. What the fuck? Jonah was on that podcast. That's true. All right. So yeah, Lisa, if that even is your name. All right. Now go ahead. You, Uh, I actually heard you address this email, I believe, in uh, the last minute. No, this is podcasting. (laughs) On on episode ninety nine of Making Star Wars. Now this is podcasting. I did address the PPPPS versus the PSSSSS. Which is funnier, by the um, way. I just want to defend Johnny. The PSS is so much funnier than PPS. Yeah. It is Alliteration. It is funnier. And when I, I learned that in probably 7th, 8th grade is when I like legit learned it and someone corrected me. And I laughed. And I remember saying it as like the 14, 13-year-old me. Like, nah, I think I think the other one's funnier. <laughs> because whenever you do it more than once, yeah. you're obviously trying to be funny or obnoxious. And either way, it works for entertainment. Yeah. And also, <laughs> right, the way exactly. Randy does it is so fucking hilarious. P S S. Oh, my God. It's so fucking It's like I wait for that. Yeah. P S S. Like... I can't even do it. I wish he's he's no, fucking not, amazing. He's amazing. Edit, edit out any attempts at anyone else doing it because it's it's a uh, failure. Yeah, it's we're horrible, but still, like seriously, Randy's the best. If you do not All listen right. to that podcast, there's something wrong with you. That is actually the greatest podcast. It's this the name of our podcast is actually irony. It's, as, it's aspirational. No, it's just <laughs> one one day they fall into a black hole. No. <laughs> so the first part uh, is Johnny Grasso is so overrated. Uh, I agree with you. I do not. I I agree with him. Uh, the 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 way my life has changed over the past few months is uh, a little embarrassing and ridiculous. And I definitely uh, and if you if you saw me uh, on Periscope at New York Comic Con, I definitely don't like carry myself. I mean, 
like people were coming up to me and talking to me and I'm looking at Jedi news who is amazing. Like you said, they're like they're the number two website yeah. that you go to after making star Wars. And they were like ignoring them. And I'm like, like, do you guys see who's right there? I also agree with you that Magnus is where it's at. He is no. a handsome, sexy man. I, and I will, and I will never disagree with way, that. By that the way, he, a, a phenomenal he or point. she did not say that. Yeah, no, just said like where it's at. It didn't say I was manly or se- Oh, it, okay. Didn't no, say is it manly? Aggressive manly voice. Aggressive. Just the voice. That's where they're going with that with that tough, sexy guy. Biker, look, biker dude. What do, oh, because I have the picture. I had the picture of me with the uh, bandana. That's probably what that's all about. Last but not least, uh, she hey. referred to me as a pretty boy. Now again, True. like you can you can take this 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 email of insults, and all I see is the pretty boy, and I just smile inside my heart because, you know, I've said it a few times. I you know up until I was like in my late twenties, I was a morbidly obese man, and you know I changed my life. And when I see things like you can call me every word in the book, <laughs> but as long as pretty boys in there, I walk away, skip it and jump and smile. Well, as, as I've, uh, I don't know if I mentioned, so it backfired Lisa. <laughs> if that backfired. even is your name, you fed my ego, not destroyed it. Um, okay. Johnny Grasso is not overrated. Uh, I am not, I'm so overrated. I am not, I don't even think my voice is manly aggressive. Maybe, but, uh, biker dude, I am. I don't have tattoos. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. <laughs> I'm the cleanest mother. I exercise every day. I eat healthy. I eat my vegetables. I drink water. <laughs> I don't drink anything else. Uh, I don't even eat Skittles like Johnny Grasso, so no thank you. And Johnny Grasso... As long as you work out, it's okay. And Johnny Grasso is a pretty boy. And like Johnny, uh, throughout my 20s, I was morbidly obese, more so than Johnny even. And even into my 30s, I was morbidly obese. And in the last five years, I have aggressively worked on losing weight. It is a struggle. So that's why when when someone, like I said, like you can call me, you know, every name in the book. And when you end with pretty boy, I'm like, (laughs) sweet. And I have such a, because of the way I was raised, like my mother was always like, oh, no, do not let people give you things. Do not let, I went, if anyone ever compliments me i'm just like i do not know what to do with that i was never trained yeah. for this i don't know what this means i don't know i'm the weirdest person you cannot compliment me it actually aggravates me when people uh compliment me katie yeah katie what do you think is uh is johnny grasso overrated pretty boy obnoxious what, what, what's your take <laughs> yeah i love how he injected pretty boy in there <laughs> go ahead katie no i like johnny grasso <laughs> i like the uh, now this is podcasting stuff. I think it's funny. But that's not really Johnny Grasso. I know, but then, okay, well, that... Well, the words are, though, so it is yes. kind of like... But yeah. the real Johnny Grasso is perfect. Aw. That, oh, Katie, I love you. Thank that you. That is true. You know, actually, when you think about it, Johnny, yeah, I've always considered myself something of a writer. And I don't think I could write what Johnny writes. Like, And I, I've written a novel. And I don't think that I could write the things that Johnny writes. I I think Johnny is a very skilled writer. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I really and uh, a humorist. And for me, you know, to compliment another writer, you know, that I'm I'm fucking, you know, because all all artists are petrified of someone being better than them. But I have no problem admitting that at least on this, you know, on this smaller scale, I don't, I haven't read your novel yet. You are a better uh, humorist than I will ever be, and I couldn't even try oh. it, you know. And I think I'm a pretty funny guy, like in person, like when I'm hanging out with people. 
like on the fly i'm very quick but uh on paper i don't think i'm that funny i think i'm much funnier in the moment and and that's me saying that like i'm probably not that funny and most people are like god he's so serious he's so serious all the time oh actually i want to bring up two things that happened like in the last two days what one person uh, a while ago uh mentioned uh something and pretty much nailed it and he said you know it was after like my weight loss came up and he said that's what it is dude he goes he goes you're john candy in the body of brad pitt now yeah and i was like well i would never call myself brad pitt although john candy was like my idol growing up mine too yeah it was funny dude so when he said that i was like oh my god because it's like literally you took that personality and that's who I emulated, like John Belushi, John Candy, all, all of these like, I hate to say it, like corpulent role models, you know, because that's who people loved and accepted. And I yeah. knew I looked like them, so I acted like them. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I got, you know, uh, you know, a vegetarian menu and some weights <laughs> and, and then, you know, whatever you see before you is what's before yeah. you. I would, Like I said, I would never, ever say you know, the compliments that people have been giving me lately, I would never say it about myself, but it does make sense that that personality usually doesn't fit in that body. And I think that's where a lot of this is coming from and why, even though I do think I'm overrated, why I'm getting a little more attention than I deserve because it's kind of a unique combination. And this person, his name was Jeff, and I think he uh, experienced uh, a traumatic weight loss as well because he reached out to me. I don't want to like give yeah, him anything because yeah. I think it was it was personal between me and him. Understood. But and and what Jeff was saying was you know a lot of that and it's it's who I am, but it's not what people see. All right. Well, thank you everyone for participating in this podcast. I actually think this uh, ended up uh, as a good podcast. It's just going to be murdered if fucking edit this. Ben, uh, Uncle Ben, <laughs> Uncle Owen. You know? the, the corpses of Uncle Owen and Uncle Aunt Brew ben. are Uncle as dark ben. as any. I, I feel great, like they're... with a great lightsaber comes great responsibility. Uh, no, I'm th- no, I thought you guys talked about the rice. <laughs> yeah, the uh, rice. <laughs> the rice. The rice were crispying off the. Okay, man. Go ahead. I was I was just gonna say I I, I don't want to completely dismiss what you said, Johnny, because I think you're right that it has grown, and I, I I I don't disagree with that. I just feel like it's not at the expense of children. Yeah, it's I feel like it's grown into something more like a Pixar no, film. Definitely where it's, not it's for, the expense it's for of children. Yeah, because you know, Pixar, it's, it's, it's Pixar has some dark shit going yeah, on right now. Dude, Toy Story three. Oh Toy my Story god, 3. have you have no, you ever seen it? Yeah, you know, Jesus. everyone has seen dark, it. Dark, that's dark, man. Yeah, very oh, that, dark. That moment when they're going to the fires. It, it, you you feel you if you're a human being you feel when you're watching that because uh, it's sad and you're scared for those characters because they do a great job creating that world and that's what's important you know and, and yeah. a kid can watch it and they're going to be scared but they're going to make it through and an adult can watch it and they're going to feel emotional and they're going to watch it with a kid and I, I think that you know if, if if you look at sci-fi and you look at big budget franchises stuff that is made for adults and not for everyone doesn't last. Yeah, that's true. You know, the Batman movies are made for adults, and they have to get rebooted every four years. Yeah. I don't want to see that happen with Star Wars. He's, you he's can't right sustain about. it forever because the audience will die. They'll be like, whatever, Grandpa. Like, whatever. But what? they'll still be talking about Star Wars, though. They'll be like, okay, we're going to the fucking Star- episode 97, okay? Just shut up, Johnny Grasso, Grandpa Grasso, whatever the fuck they call you.
You know, and, people and, always say that about Empire, though. It's darkest because it's darkest, like actually physically darkest. But <laughs> Jedi is darker than Empire. I mean, it's pretty fucking dark, man. Luke finds out that he was trying to make out with his sister. No, that when you put when you put it into that context, it's definitely the most disturbing. <laughs> There's of all some film. shit right there, okay? And then at the end, the gouge, if this were a Greek tragedy, the it would there would be no sequel trilogy because Luke would have gouged out his eyes and that thing I posted uh, from the from YouTube which was that scene that got cut out that's not on the DVDs because they don't want you to see that scene from Empire where she is like all up in Luke's shit. Oh my <laughs> God. She is so into him. She's just like, look, I just, I just want, I want to be inside you. Like that's how, nope, like it's, it's that it's bad. What do you think, Katie? Which one is the darkest movie? And you can say Phantom Menace if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely that one. No. <laughs> no, um, probably Revenge of the Sith. I don't... Because, I mean, Anakin, he kills freaking children. <laughs> does he, though? We asked this question in the last podcast. Does he kill them? Do you ever see him kill the children? Okay, you don't see it, but... Propaganda. But still... The only Wait. person we have to go on is Obi-Wan, and he is a notorious liar. liar. <laughs> huh? Think about this, Kate. Now, this, <laughs> think about this, okay? He lies constantly. He's got. He's like a habitual liar. He just, you know, he, he bends the truth whenever he needs it to and whatever. But that's okay, you know? That's When you grow up, you learn that you got to lie sometimes. But, uh, you know, then he says, oh, he killed. Maybe he just said that because he needed to convince himself like he like some people can lie enough that they be begin to believe the lie they tell themselves. Oh yeah, I had a friend like that in high school that he he would start a lie by convincing himself. Yeah, <laughs> like and it was it was fucking disturbing. Habitual liars do that. They will first begin lying to themselves, then they begin to believe the lie, and then they can actually pass lie detector tests because they believe it. Like Johnny and I together would be like one of us would have to take the lead and one of us would just have to stand back because you can't have two I would, people. It'd I would just much. watch, dude. I It'd would be, just watch. Well, no, I don't know. I kind of want to watch, but wait, what? what have you got? Across the one where I I posted the link, so it might have saved. So you might get a shot to uh, check or it out. he could just. DM you the link to it, you know, <laughs> make your life easier. <laughs> You're so lazy, Johnny. No, I wanted to read through everything. Like, oh, I got that's... up today. I had orange juice. So I got off the couch. <laughs> she's got to read. She's got to read all that bullshit. Skittles. I'm gonna read everything. I mean, Ahsoka is a good character, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather her die a hero saving the Republic it's not gonna happen. than hide on Dagobah. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's possible. Her, her journey has already been written. 
and it was written in the Clone Wars. She is somebody who walks away from an unwinnable situation. She's already proven it, and as an adult, she would be more likely to do that than stand and fight and die for nothing. And that's why Ahsoka will live. No, die a hero, not nothing. She's die not. Hero. She's a grown woman. Not. She's not. A, she's not a fucking idealistic child anymore. She's not gonna die a hero. She's gonna walk away and live her life out. I'm I'm old school. Like I, you know, I grew up on obviously Star Wars and like you know chivalry. You know, so I think dying nobly for a cause is something Stupid. and i think that's i think that's where they're pushing ahsoka because they put her right in the rebellion but we are they've set themselves up with a situation that means ahsoka is involved in the rebellion and she is involved with bail organa but she can't be too fucking important or why is leia not really familiar with the force uh, why can't she, why can she not even point. understand it in Return of the Jedi, when she's talking to Luke, like like it, she's never seen somebody swinging a lightsaber before Obi Wan. It's it's so the basically they to... all have to go away like before we get to that point, like even right, earlier than gets, that. Yeah, before Leia gets involved. That's true. Really. Like that. And I wonder. I think or just not be too important. Yeah. You know, like yeah, she's recruiting these guys in Lothal, but maybe they're not that big big of players yet. And I I don't disagree. I think you know. For me, it's conf it's confirmation bias. I know I want Ahsoka to live, so I'm trying to figure out ways for it to work. And I think that I I'm with Magnus that there's some ways around it. But I think bottom line, Johnny, you're the it, I, I do think that's the way they're going to go. But I, I actually want her to die. Like I'm actually with Johnny in some respects. I actually want her to die because I think it makes it more meaningful her arc. But I don't think that Filoni's going to do it. No. Which one of us <laughs> is smarter, Katie? Tell oh us. You're both equally smart. No! Well, I'm sorry I missed that. <laughs> And I'm sorry that that won't make the podcast. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sorry it won't make the podcast. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah!